though the Bears. What? Are, listen, the Bears are the best team out of out of all three of our teams, aren't they? I mean, Seattle technically, I guess, is two and two, but no, Harrison. I don't want, I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> Harrison, Leo, Yosef, Nasser. It is the NBA Eastern Conference Over Under Preview Podcast, and all three of our teams are in the Eastern Conference. So this is about to get spicy. Are you guys excited? I mean, I'm, 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 this is the most excited I think I've been for an NBA season. Yosef, how are we feeling? Uh, I'm feeling very pessimistic because my favorite basketball team is the Philadelphia 76ers, and this Ben Simmons thing is going to be a storm cloud looming over the entire season. That literally just wiped out all the energy out of my system. Harry, can you, can you I, I like the NBA as a whole. I'm very excited for the Bulls. I'm adopting the Bulls as my, uh, as my uh, team for this year. What an opener. Go no ahead. The Knicks? Okay, I'm so excited for the NBA in general, like you just said. I, I Honestly, I wasn't because I feel like it just caught me by surprise. I've been, I've been in such, like, NFL mode. But, like, watching preseason highlights, I, I'm just – I can't believe it's, like – what are we, two weeks away? One week, one and a half weeks away or some shit? Can I comment on that, Harry? Yeah, comment away. It's like the NFL is great, but it's like it's once a week, really. So it's like for those yeah. days in between the weeks, it's like NBA is every single night. So we're about to enter a territory. You're going to have NBA and NFL basically every single day, every single night. So it's just is- you're adding to a good thing. So that, that, that's what today, watching the preseason games today made me realize. That's my favorite time of the year. Like when those two things overlap. And then you get like me, like I'm a big MMA guy. You get some big UFC cards in there too. It's, it's really baseball. Dude, yeah, I heard the get... Yankees and the Red Sox had a bit of a banger today. Wait, what's the score of that one? We got to check that real Sox quick. Won. They did? It's over? Yeah, it's a, it's a one-game playoff, which is unusual. <laughs> we, could, uh, we could tell Harry is not, um, not up to date with the baseball playoffs. The wild card game, Harrison, has been a one-game playoff for – quite a while now but that's okay this is a bad basketball podcast um so we're going to be doing over unders for the east and i'm getting these from hoopsrumors.com the over under so if they're off by a couple games our apologies we're just you know three degenerate gamblers that are trying to figure out a way to win you guys some money in this podcast um actually three reformed gamblers let's let's put it that way Let's start off with, with the Atlanta Hawks. We got Atlanta at 47 and a half wins on this website. So, Yosef, what are you thinking about 47 and a half over under? I'm thinking under. Why is that? I, I think that a lot of things broke right for them. And even though I like their depth, I, I just think that, you know, this, this might also be fuel. I, I think so. The competition is the, in the East is better. You know, last season, obviously, circumstances happened that allowed them to make the Eastern Conference Finals, including uh, all-star players passing up wide-open dunks and and giving up 20-point leads in the um, conference semifinals. I don't know. I mean, uh, you said 47 and a half, 46, 46 and a half. 47 and a half. I have them at 46 wins. Okay. So that's, that's under. Harry, what do you got? 47 and a half. Dude, I wanted to take the under, especially with the new rule changes. I really, I really feel like Trey's gonna get affected by it. But yeah, I'm gonna take the over, man. As much as I, as much uh, hatred I have for the for the uh, for the Hawks after the way they dismantled the Knicks, to be honest. But um, dude, I don't know, man. I like their roster. I like the young guys, the rookies. I I actually like yeah, I Johnson. I like um, uh, obviously I like Sharif. That's well documented. Um, 
and I feel you get another year of Brogdon who like, uh, not Brogdon, Bogdan, who's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, give me B's and G's. Um, dude, you get Herder, Armand's favorite player, um, a healthy DeAndre Hunter, apparently, like his camp, everybody's saying that like he looks good. Um, Danilo, Cam, Reddish, you get fucking Okongwu, who I feel like played five minutes a game last season, but like in those five minutes, I was always like, Okongwu, okay? <laughs> You know, I don't know, dude. I like I like their team, honestly. I'm going to go over as well. I think that they are going to be right near that number. But you know what? This team is as deep as, as they come in the Eastern Conference, as long as they stay healthy. Because right now, I'm looking at their depth chart, and Bogdanovich has got the red uh, cross next to him, meaning he's injured. Herter's injured. It seems like Trey is injured. Capella, Okongwu. Season hasn't even started yet. The bright side is that in the one preseason game that they did play, Lou Williams looked like he's like 28 again, so that's good. Um, but this team, it's, it's going to come down to their depth in the regular season, I think. But it is interesting that, that you guys uh, noted the, the change in the NBA's rules because Trey Young is probably, I would say, do you guys think there's anybody other than Trey that is going to be more affected by that rule? Maybe Luca. Wow. Luca does that shit all the fucking time, dude. They, yeah, he does. I, I, I think it's Yeah. So Atlanta, so we got two, two overs, one under. Um, let's move on to the Boston Celtics. Boston is at 46 and a half wins. Yosef, over or under 46 and a half for the Celtics. Yeah, so I was a big Celtics hater uh, during the summer, but I've actually uh, been reformed, and I think this is going to go over. I, I just oh, what? Well, this isn't like a this isn't like a long like this is like a last twenty four hours thing. Or was that was that smoke and mirrors? Uh, Yo, oh, it, it's 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 been surfacing over the past you know week or so. You uh, know, yeah. your your Celtics propaganda has kind of uh, uh, reinformed me and. Uh, uh, I, I think it's over just because obviously we're going to talk about depth with a lot of these teams, but I think this team has good depth. I think that, um, you know, Dennis Schroeder, I, I was pessimistic about his fit, but it seems like he's playing the, the role of a, goal, a good soldier and he's going to, you know, impact the team, you know, being able to get in the paint. Al Horford brings an element of, of passing playmaking that they didn't really have. I mean, I got time Lord's a good playmaker, but he's, he's, yeah. you know, in and out of the lineup. Um, so um, it, it comes down to, you know, Tatum and Brown. Those are two top 20-ish players in the league, and their arrows pointing upwards. Um, and, and I like the, the surrounding pieces around them a little bit more. So uh, I'm not going to say I'm excited about them because they're my, like, I, I would say that, like, the Lakers are to Armand as the Celtics are to Yosef. I'm not a fan of them, but, like, I'm excited for their fans because they're going to enjoy this season and they're going to be a top four team in the East. Harry? Um, yeah, man. Bang the over, dude. I've been drinking that Celtics Kool-Aid ever since I moved to Boston. But honestly, like, um, I'm, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big Boston guy either. I mean, I couldn't care less about them. But because I'm here, my sister's boyfriend, Emmett, he's like a diehard Celtics fan. And so every time I go to their apartment, he's always just like, dude, um, we could do this other thing or we could do what you, we always do when you're here, which is watch – 15 minutes of Time Lord highlights. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, dude. I actually think this is the year where it's not going to be just about Tatum and Brown. I think the pieces around them are set in place to make the rest of the roster 
a little bit shine a little bit brighter. Like I think Neesmith could take a, a little mini jump. I actually think Langford, if he can stay healthy, I actually like him, even though I hated him out of college. I thought he was ass, to be honest. Um, and like, dude, honestly, I, th- I thought they, to me, they had the off season that made the most sense with what they could do with like their cap space. Like I think Schroeder, Schroeder to me is like the offensive Marcus Smart. He's like such a fucking asshole and they need a guy like that on offense. You know, I don't know. Did you hear about uh, Langford changing his number because 45 made him look fat? He changed his <laughs> Look up that headline. I'm not making that up. Like that's, no, a, that's a real you. headline. I, you. I can tell you being facetious to me most of the time. Peyton Pritchard? Peyton Pritchard, the summer league MVP, I believe. We're, it was either him or Donovan Mitchell. I, I know Peyton Pritchard played very well until the championship game where the Kings won the summer league. But he did. He's a sniper. I, I, oh I'm going to go slight over. I think that um, the biggest thing with me with the Celtics is, I mean, it doesn't really matter because there's so many playmakers on teams nowadays, but they still don't have that traditional – not even traditional. They don't have a point guard. Yeah. You know, and they're doing the Marcus Smart thing at point, but I'm just worried that it's going to end up being a lot of Jalen and Jason just ISOing and trying to create for themselves. You know what that reminds me of what you just said, which I think is spot on. It reminds me how what I see when I watch the Clippers. Yeah. You know, when it's like, okay, like there can't really be a point guard here because you kind of have to give Kawhi and Paul George like 100 touches each, right? Yeah. So it's like – it may, it does like I I agree like it makes it very awkward that where I feel like that could bite them in the ass but I do I I do have a feeling that Horford solves a good amount of that I I, I agree, agree. yeah um the Brooklyn Nets are up next and this one is going to be difficult to project but th- right now this list has them at fifty five and a half wins so Yosef how are we feeling about fifty five and a half with the Nets I'll go under I think it's going to be like fifty three. <laughs> wait can we can we preface this by saying like are we assuming that everybody is going to get vaccinated and play i don't think Kyrie irving is gonna do that personally but i'm saying like within the context of this conversation of like us predicting shit like am i saying that's that's, that's my approach i'm assuming Kyrie's not going to be there for a majority of home games maybe there's a breakthrough yeah. down the road maybe maybe he makes a, a different decision down the road but i, I don't anticipate that's going to be the case but the 53, that's, that's just confidence in what they did in the offseason. And obviously, James Harden has carried teams by himself to you know, yeah. 50-something wins. But you also have to consider, are they gonna, to what extent are they going to load manage these guys if they've got little nicks and bruises? They, yeah. they ran into the issue of having their, their top dogs get hurt in the playoffs. So I think you know, they're not going to be chasing wins in the regular season. I think that they're going to get what they need out of it, you know, figure out different rotations, lineup configurations. I guess it's in play that um, they could go over, but it's just like with the uncertainty surrounding Kyrie and making sure, you know, KD's in year 15. They've got other guys. Aldridge came out of retirement again, as as we know. Blake Griffin's back. Paul Millsap. Uh, Bruce Brown, the stretch five. You know, he, he he's back <laughs> in the fold. Um, I, I like the, the supporting pieces. I just think that they're going to be very conservative uh, in terms of uh, putting too much uh, stress on their guys in the regular season. Harry, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I think like, honestly, I think the, I really like a lot of the stuff. Spoiler alert. I've wanted to hit, I wanted to stay over for almost every single thing. <laughs> but then I realized like, that's impossible. Like this is, it's math, mathematically that can't happen. So I'll, I'll take the under as well. 
But dude, I, I like the rest of the roster. Like I feel like even if Kyrie doesn't play, even if they even if Harden sits out fifteen games, I think they could hover around this mark, kinda like what you're hinting at. Um I will take the slide under, but I, I like wait, they have Bembry, right? Didn't they get yes. they have Bembry, yeah. I feel like, you know, Bembry kinda like vanished or whatever after he was like on the Hawks. People were like, Oh, Bembry, but like I kinda like him within the context of this roster. Um, I think like you know, between Aldridge, Blake, and Paul Millsap, you have enough, like, washed-up former star forwards to, like, do some stuff, you know? I don't know. Cam Thomas, we were all, yes. you know, having a Cam Thomas circle jerk the other day in the group chat. <laughs> I think the kid is a bucket. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is the year where those guys, even if the big dudes aren't going to play every game, I think a lot of those guys are going to relish the opportunity to show on a national stage every night, like, Hey, like we're not fucking around. Like we're all here to win a championship. I'm I'm not just here to get my fucking finger sized at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Like we, we want to contribute. So one thing I should mention um, as a, as a factor in why I'm going under is that if Kyrie can't play home games, you have to think that includes playoff games. In fact, it does, right? And so we have no idea if the New York rules are going to change. We have no idea if he's going to change his mind on getting vaccinated or not. But it's like they're not even incentivized to you know, get home court advantage because when you get home court advantage, you get four home games as opposed to uh, as opposed to four road games if you're a lower seed. Now, I don't think they're going to do that kind of galaxy brain thinking, but it's just like... That is the that is the dopest, like, most Reddit hypothetical ever. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying it can, it's a conspiracy. It's no, just no, no, no. Why, 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 you know, we can beat anybody on any floor and we get Kyrie on the road games if... if you know, this thing is going to turn out how it's going to turn out. I, I think that's just a fun I mean, thought experiment, though. Of like, it, no, it is yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, anything you could tell me, anything happens, and um, yeah, I'd believe it. Whether it's a trade, whether it's retirement, whether you know he comes back, I don't know. But Armand, this uh, I'm going to go under too because, like you guys said, I I think that this is a team that is going to save their their horsepower for the for the postseason. But this Kyrie thing, it's gonna, it's gonna linger. I mean, I maybe, maybe it's not. I mean, Wiggins, I thought that that might linger as well, and then the next day he got vaccinated. But this thing seems like it's gonna be a, a something that hovers over the team for a while. Um, with that being said, they, like Harry was mentioning right, right before this, they have the the necessary depth to. Um, navigate around that patty mills javon yeah. carter they both looked pretty solid i mean patty mills um did not play but carter looked pretty solid in that game against the lakers um you got bruce brown like yos mentioned you got lamarcus aldridge and paul Millsap. look like they found a little bit of the fountain of youth so they can navigate around this but I, yeah i don't know if they're going to care about the regular season enough to want to do that because at the end of the day, that that was amazing what Yost just said about the fact that <laughs> imagine they're in the fight for the four seed and they purposely slip to the five just so that they can get their Kyrie for four games. Yeah, Kyrie for four games. That would be I incredible. Guess, wait, I think I sent you this footage. Have you seen like Harden's like workout footage this summer? He's the only guy where I actually like watching the fucking C Brickley. Like, oh, yeah. I'm working on shit because he's like inventing moves every summer. Yeah. I, I genuinely, I feel like James Harden is going to come into the season with like an extra something. Maybe he won't play. Like maybe the top brass will sit him out for 15 games. Like Steve Nash will be like, yo, like relax. But I think when he does play, 
you're, you're going to, I think people are going to see like another level of Harden work. Cause I think he wants to be included in the same tier as Kevin Durant. Cause I think that he views himself that highly. And I think he should like, he's that, he's that fucking talented. So. I completely agree. He was, he was in that video that you're talking about. If, if you have not seen it, you should go check it out. Um, he was doing some weird, like going down the lane, throwing like kind of like a running hook. I've never seen somebody invent moves like Harden invents them. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, the next team on our list is the Charlotte Hornets and Charlotte is on this list penciled at 38 and a half wins. So Yosef over under 38 and a half for the Hornets. So, uh, that's so tough. Um, I think they're entertaining. I think they're, they're, they're fun. The East is deep. Gordon Hayward's inevitably going to get injured at some point. <laughs> it's either 38 or 40 for me. Um, I'll, I'll go LaMelo exciting breakout. I'll go over. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, man. I think he's like that. I mean, his floater game is crazy. I was talking to Buckets earlier today. Seems like they're playing him more on the ball. They've got compl- guys with complementary skill sets and guys who are complementary badasses. It's like this is just the all swag team right here. We talk about Lamelo, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, um, Kelly Oubre fits right into that mix. Um, I think these guys are nasty. I think that um, they want to go out there and embarrass you and embarrass you. You know, wonder about you know scoring in the half court, but and you know defensively how they're going to match up with some teams, but. I, I think that LaMelo is going to be a player who defines this next generation with his skill set. And um, I think that we're going to see an Anthony Edwards breakout. We'll talk about that on the Western Conference pod. And I think that, you know, LaMelo is going to do some serious damage this year, too. 38 and a half, Harry. What do you, what do you have, over or under? I want to take the over. I, I'm going to watch almost every game that I can of the Hornets. I'm going to take the under, though. That's six game, That's six wins better than they were last year when they were, like, a pretty decent surprise, right? But Think about like, the injuries, though. Gordon Hayward but, and Manila Ball in a significant chunk. So, you, I, know, I know you're not an injury guy with this. I, I know you like to flush that out of your mind. But, you know, if all of those guys were healthy. Um, it was also a shorter season. That's true. Oh, yeah. Well, well no, I mean, still, though, if you extend that out, is that – are they – I can't do math. Is that the same then? I think – yeah, so they played 10 less games, I believe. Oh, right? so they would be like a one-game improvement if it was – It would hmm. be about the same as last year. Well, yeah, again, last year, I mean, they were a great surprise. Is Terry Rozier the same guy that he was last year when he was like a borderline all-star that for some reason nobody was talking about? I mean, I feel like a lot of stuff actually went right for them. LaMelo surprised a lot of people. I think like – his the weaknesses in his game, they're not going to get exposed this year. But there's just more tape on the kid. I, you know, I think his strengths are like transcendent. But I'm not sure. I don't know if it's going to translate into winning every night. I think they're going to compete every night to use like a coaching fucking, you know, cliche. But I don't know if it's going to translate into like actually winning a lot of basketball games. One thing that is interesting about them that we haven't mentioned is that their big rotation is basically. Uh, Mason Plumley and I think PJ Washington small ball five like you know other uh, you know beyond that you're looking at Vernon Carey you're looking at Nick Richards so if they suffer an injury to one of their bigs it get pretty ugly pretty quickly but I, I still I still believe in the talent of LaMelo Ball and I, I think that 
you know, he's obviously not Luka Doncic, but you know, the, these type of special perimeter creators, like they, they, they drive winning. And I think that the supporting cast is good enough to where, you know, if they, they have relative health, um, I, I think they're going to be uh, in that plan mix. And again, the line is 38 and a half. I'm not going much over, but I think I'm 39, 40, 41. Like I, I like that. I could see it. I, again, I wanted to say over for literally every single one of these teams. <laughs> um, this is the this is the hardest one for me because what you just said, Yos, about their big men is the logical reason why my brain wants to go under and why I will go under. But man, this team, what did you call them, Yos? The, uh, the swaggiest team in America? All swag team. All but... swag team. There we go. They they have a a presence about them as a unit when they go into an arena. Just like they have so much swag, so much energy right out of the gate. And the guy that I'm most excited to see on this team besides LaMelo is PJ Washington because nothing nothing makes you more motivated than a broken heart. And that kid, poor, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, but seriously, on a serious note, though, I really am a fan of his game. I think that he's going to take a huge leap. Um, he is exactly what, at least offensively, I kind of picture the modern day big being, you know, a guy that can step out, hit the three, can post up and, and most of the time take advantage of, of mismatches. That is a team that is fascinating to me. And it wouldn't even shock me, even though Atlanta, um, I went over 47 and a half. It wouldn't shock me if the Hornets are kind of in a similar boat as the Hawks. Like floating around 50 wins? No, but like I'm saying, it wouldn't shock me if Atlanta underachieved in the Hornets. Oh, and the Hornets kind of met them in the middle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, think about that closing lineup buckets. I mean, Lamelo Ball, Terry Rozier, um, Gordon Hayward, and then you can go Bridges or Ubre, and then PJ Washington. One thing about this team that is concerning is is depth potentially. I mean, they've got the two rookies, Book Knight and Kai Jones, who are kind of a mixed bag in summer league. Um, but I, I just think that even if Kai Jones isn't ready to play backup five, like you can find backup fives. Like, you know, you, you could grab a, you know, what the Bulls did at the deadline last year, grab a Daniel Tice or grab a Daniel Gafford if you're the, the Wizards. Like, you, you can find these guys. And There's always a Hernan Gomez available. There's <laughs> one of them. Um, speaking of the Bulls, the Bulls are penciled at 40 yeah. and a half. 42 and a half? That's what this website has. That was before we just drubbed the Cavaliers by like 80. So yeah, I'm going to be right back, guys. I'm going to go print money and take the over. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is a 50-win team to me. This this wow. team is the real deal. I like they demol. I, I watched like that. Like probably the first three quarters, they demolished the Cavs. They did exactly what you're supposed to do when you're in another league. Uh, Javante Green is going to be a factor for this team. Playing the small ball four you know, blocking everything, swatting everything in passing lanes, just so disruptive. They can switch different things. Lonzo Ball, you know, you could make a highlight alone of his defensive clips, I was telling you. I mean, uh, the passing, the cutting, the shooting, uh, the, the scoring. Like, my biggest concern for them was defense. And basically, you know, they've surrounded, they've incubated their, their scores, DeMar, Zach, Vooch with guys who are just pesky and feisty and fight. And, and I just think that this team 
is going to be a I don't know about a big time surprise because they're a team that people are intrigued about, but I think you're going to fall in love with this team, Buckets. I expect to see you at the United Center um, in your uh, Kobe White jersey. Harry, how are we feeling? Can we all go? That would be amazing. I would love that so much. But um, dude, Javante Green, I, I've always liked him on the Celtics. I you were the original. Close. You were the original Javante Green truth. I remember right. 2019, the preseason. Best football, best football player in the in the NBA. He's <laughs> athletic phenom like he's also one of the nba players who look like rappers you know i'm on the chris dunn nba young boy like he looks like the baby to me <laughs> he does look like the baby that's crazy but um uh yeah no i mean i i agree and i think okay we've we've had a lot of i've heard a lot of banter in our group chat about lonzo ball i want to be on the record as saying this i think lonzo is going to be like the heart and soul of this team on the court i'm not joking like i actually he think is. every night he's going to set the tone for the starting unit of guys, I'm going to be out here. I'm everywhere on defense. That's the first thing I noticed um, when he was playing for those, um, um, the, that Laker LeBron team. And that's hard. That's a hard place to find your, you know, your role in is on a LeBron squad. I, I, I like every single night when he would shoot, like, I don't know, one for four and everybody would be ragging on him for being like, this guy's a number two pick, whatever. I noticed he was always like, trying his absolute hardest on defense. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going anywhere. I can say that for a fact. And I know that that to be the case too, obviously in Chicago with like a, a heightened role. And you add in what he's done on the offensive end, like improving every summer at having, well, I can say is honestly like an above average comfort area as a shooter, like not necessarily, he's not a knockdown guy, but he's comfortable. Like you can't just completely ignore no him. No hesitation, Harry. He's pulling up and a lot of times yeah. at the bottom. It's like, which is what you want to see. I mean, that's even if, so, even if a guy's not a knockdown, like just that level of confidence, it, it bleeds into the rest of the team. The, the only thing I didn't like from today was, you know, DeRozan taking some pretty crappy shots and missing. Um, but everything else was incredible and it's it's such an advantage when you have a big point guard because obviously the point guard is the smallest player on the floor that's going to be your biggest liability defensively that's going to be the guy that you 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 try to attract and switches and you can't do that against the bulls like you can try to attack zach i guess but zach is a tank like he's six five um and and he's got an an increased focus damar is six seven lonzo is six 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 seven um and and these javante greens these these uh Lonzo balls like uh, I think Kobe uh, is going to compete on defense like I think, oh absolutely absolutely I think and everybody also, sorry go ahead. that bench, bench unit Kobe Kobe White is going to be perfect for um, yeah. that group with Caruso Matt Thomas I don't know if they're going to bring Paul off the bench to start um, Dude, uh, they're so playing uh, they're playing Alize Johnson at the small ball five and he's like just it. an absolute maniac like with, with his energy and his rebounding I just really like this team and I I just think you know pause. It, well, you just said they're maniac. I, that's the perfect way to describe what I love about this team. They're full of psychos. Like, there's so many fucking absolute psychopaths on this team. I just feel like they're going to run teams out of the gym. They surrounded their skill guys, the guys who you may perceive as being soft or whatever, like your Vooch, like, you know, Zach maybe not bringing the defensive intensity with these maniacs, and I think it's going to make a killer combination. And, you know, there's upside to grow within the season because Kobe White's coming back, Patrick Williams is coming back. Armand, when I tell you Adam Amin and Stacey King were near tears just gushing about this team, that it's a new era, <laughs> Armand is near tears. <laughs> Look at him beaming. Oh, my gosh, he's glowing. I can't wait for you to watch the highlights. I know you're coaching today, but this, this, this is different, dude. This is different. Like, they demolished the Cavaliers. 
Well, okay. So 42 and a half, first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to play both sides of the fence here because that's just blatantly oh, like. disrespectful. That's you, you need to bang the over. I don't think that that number that can't be accurate. Um, but if it is, you bang that over for sure. Now on the flip side of this, there has never been, well, I'm sure there has been, but in recent memory, um, a team that like, we know, we knew obviously when you put Harden, Durant and Kyrie together, you know, that that team is going to be good. You know, that like LeBron and AD are going to actually, I, I actually thought they weren't going to be good, but everybody <laughs> with a logical brain thought that they were going to be amazing right? This Bulls team, in theory, should be great. Um, but the, the Twitter account Freezing Cold Takes has so much ammunition. If they start slow, like, oh my God, everybody thought this team was going to be good. And I'm not saying they're going to be bad. I'm just saying that the Cleveland Cavaliers are the Cleveland Cavaliers for a reason, right? And I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch that preseason game. I don't know. I might take the over for the Cavs, to be honest with you. Okay, well, spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, but the thing is, like, I just want to see it for 10 games. I just want to see it. I want to see it against good teams. But it's, it's exciting. And if Kyrie can't go, I mean, the East, it's wide open. Anybody can win the conference. I mean, within reason. But the Bulls are in that category of anybody. So it is an exciting time. Um, the thing I'm most excited for in terms of our team is – to see how the bench unit comes together. And that's obviously because of Kobe, Kobe White. But besides Kobe, I want to see how they handle him and Caruso together. I want to see how they stagger the minutes of Levine and DeRozan. But it's an exciting time, guys. It's an exciting time. I mean... I, I know you've joked and you've expressed frustration about the Caruso thing. I think that he's empowered the fact that this is a guy who's been a fringe guy, a guy who had to kind of get it out the mud. And now he's gotten paid and he, he, he's just used that money and that opportunity to improve his game. I mean, he was pulling without hesitation. He had a really nice uh, reverse layup cutting to the basket. Um, I, I think that he, he's, it, it's just, they've got a bunch of scrappers, man, in addition to their skilled players. And that's something that this team has been soft. Like, you know, honestly, dude, I think that losing Larry Markman is worth the five wins for the Bulls because that guy is terrible. <laughs> oh I mean, my gosh you're gonna you're gonna see it if when you watch the highlights but we uh the bulls fans kudos to you guys because they booed denzel valentine today which was <laughs> incredible <laughs> they booed denzel every time he touched it which is just insane but you gotta love it we gotta move on uh speaking of the cleveland cavaliers they're next on our list they're at 26 and a half harry go ahead you you wanted to touch on the Cavs. go ahead 26 and a half is the number I mean, hold on. Let me let me actually take a, a a close look at their roster. I'm going under. They stink. There you go. Yo, Mo, Mo, Mobley is not going to be a good NBA player until probably until he gets traded. No, I, I don't want to <laughs> say that. I I just think he's gonna he's gonna struggle in certain matchups. I mean, they were guarding the Bulls were guarding him obviously with their four Javante uh, Javante Green and you know. He was able to get into him, and you know he he had some nice plays like as the game went on. But you know, Okoro, Darius Garland. I know we think he's a breakout guy this year. I mean, he he was not a factor today. Uh, um, you know, Sexton was not very good. Jared Allen was not very good. You know, they've got. I mean, think about it, the team from just a 
how they built the team. They they paid Jared Allen and Larry Markinen, you know, this offseason. And both yeah. of those guys in a in a playoff setting, they're playing like Jarrett might play 15 to 20 minutes. Lowry, I'd staple him to the bench. Like he was just awful today. Smoking layups, missing shots. I mean, obviously over the course of the game, you're gonna have nice moments, but like, you know, it, it's just it's just jarring. Like this is a guy, you know, who's going back and forth with Kristaps Porzingis his rookie year. And we're thinking this is the next unicorn and uh you know, now he's the next Bargnani. And so is Kristaps, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the under. I wanted to be cool and, and hipster and take the over just because I, I uh, like, I do like Garland. I think, whatever, it's one preseason game. Who cares? Like, what I saw from Garland last year and random clips that Armand has tweeted out of, like, the, the, the evolution of his, like, his ability to read a defense, right? Uses quickness, uses the handle, a little bit of the pocket passing that I didn't see out of him in college when he was, like, really just uh, Isaiah Thomas-ish scorer right out of the pick and roll. But I feel like now, I don't know, like I, 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 do, I, I do think that both of those guys are going to take a leap. I think that at the end of last season, they showed a lot of, a lot of fight, right? A lot of, a lot of like, hey, like we, we're, we're trying to, you know, make a name for ourselves in this league. But I just, I don't, I don't think it's this year. I don't know why they have like seven centers. <laughs> they don't have a lot of depth relative to you know we talk about how every team seems like they're 12 13 deep like you they're know like ricky rubio R ricky ricky rubio was not olympic R ricky rubio um when i saw him today I and mean, he's fine he's a fine backup point guard at this stage of his career but i just don't have a lot of optimism and i don't like their wing depth i mean their wings are basically okoro and chetty osman like dental valentine uh, well that says it all <laughs> Yeah, is this I, the worst? Is this the worst team in the East? You know what? Um, in the conversation. I mean, like we're going to talk about the Magic at some point. We'll see how they do. I mean, they're a super young team. It's tough to win when you're a young team and they've got a, a bunch of small guards that they're going to try to stagger and play. Um, but they're bottom three to me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I am going to bang the under as well because this team, like you guys hit on, just it's just a mixed bag of guys that you need to develop and then guys that they're going to try to trade for assets later on. I just can't wait for 10 years from now when they show the, uh, they show the Ricky Rubio in a Cavs Jersey. And then they, and you're like, wait, that happened. That was a real thing. It, one of the most exciting leak pass things for me is going to be the Rubio marketing and pick and pops. Cause that's how just, about the Rubio Kevin love throwback pick and pops. I don't, I don't think Kevin love is going to show up. In he that played event. today. He splashed oh, in three, he like he got in the game and he, he Drano like from oh, the wow. top of the gym. Okay. Well, you know what? Wow. That team is not as bad. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like Kevin um, love sighting is shocking. That's that the hasn't is, their bench unit is like Rubio, Chetty, Okay, Windler, Dean Wade, Ke Kevin Love, Dean Wade. Dean Wade. It's not horrible, but yeah, we're gonna bang. That's pretty bad, dude. It's, <laughs> it's that's horrible. horrible. That's horrible. It's very. We just, horrible. we just went through like the Bulls, like murderers row bench, and it's like okay, well. Okay, so the next team on our list is the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are at on this list twenty five and a half wins on the season. Harry, what do you think about the Pistons 25 and a half? Over. That was very confident and very quick. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like a lot of – I kind of honestly like a lot of guys on this, uh, on this team. I mean, I think, like, Cade is a number one draft pick. That's, that happened. 
I think Killian Hayes, like, has nobody really gave him any attention at all just because, like, he was hurt and then, like, he just didn't do anything. But I don't know. He could be a guy. There's a lot of intriguing guys in this team, I feel like. I like Sadiq Bey. Um, I like Jeremy Grant. I like Isaiah Stewart. I even like Kelly Olenek, Hamadou Diallo. Isaiah Livers is a guy I watched a lot in Michigan. Like, I don't know. Even, like, Rodney Magruder, I'm like. Yeah, don't I'm tell like, that to Draymond. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Draymond and Rodney Magruder? They had a beef. Yeah. yeah. Draymond called him a nobody. Well, he is a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you mention him? Because I watch a lot of NBA basketball. Yeah, I know a lot of nobodies. There you go. 25 yeah, wins is not a lot. That's, that's, that's my main takeaway. Like, that's just really not a lot. Like, you, you can almost luck yourself into, like, 25 is, like, you know, like, if you have anybody in your team, like, it's, it's not hard. But the Cavs don't have anybody, so I'll take that under. Yosef, what do you think? 25 and a half. I'm very conflicted on this. I'm going to take a slight over, um, like, a, like a 28. It's kind of what I'm feeling. We've talked about this. I don't know if it was on a pod or if it was just like chatting about basketball, but this might be the worst center rotation um, in the Eastern Conference with, you know, they're counting a lot on beef stew and uh, Kelly Olenek. And I like the Olenek move, you know, theoretically a guy who can provide spacing for some of their other players at, at the five position. But, you know, if one of those guys gets gets hurt, I mean, we're looking at Luther Garza and obviously it's nice that he was able to get a guaranteed contract after the summer league, but like, you're still, you know, that's a tall task to ask a second-round pick to come in and, you know, guard NBA pick-and-rolls, NBA bigs. Um, Killian Hayes, I mean, he's got defensive promise, but he has zero offensive game. The only thing that he's slightly proficient at is the, the, the little floater he's got. Everything else is atrocious. His jump shot is, is a huge work in progress. He's a nice passer, but if no one respects your shot, like, you know, what are you going to do? And then, you know, how are you going to play him and Cade? Is it going to be Cade on the ball? Is it going to be uh, Killian on the ball? Um, Cade kind of has a loose handle and he didn't really show the ability in summer league to separate. He is an elite shooter. I will give him that. And I think he's a smart player. Uh, th- there's going to be some bumps in the road, but I think somewhere, you know, these rookies mid season, like they start to get into a rhythm, like we saw with the, Ant-Man last year, and, and I think that he, he's going to, you know, in, get incre- incrementally better, learn. You know, he's going to have some ugly shooting. That's four for 17 type deal. But um, I, I think, you know, he's going to get into a comfort letter, level, into a groove. Um, midseason, I think that's going to spur them. We didn't mention Jeremy Grant, who was a near all, all-star last year. They brought back Frank Jackson. They still have Josh Jackson. They've got some guys, but, you know, it's, it, it's not – I'm not seeing a plan for, uh, for this team for this year. 25 and a half um, and four out of five guys are guys that in their starting lineup are guys that are going to need developing. Killian, Cade, Sadiq, and Beef Stew. I'm going to go under because I think typically, no matter how good your young guys are or how good they project to be, winning in the NBA is hard and it's usually done by teams that are older and more experienced. That doesn't mean that, you know, that um, I don't like their young guys. I still have a lot of hope for Killian. I think Beef Stew is great. I think Sadiq Bey is a nice um, – I think Sadiq Bey is potentially like a Mikhail Bridges type of player. But I don't think it's going to translate to wins this season. And even if it doesn't, like one of the teams that we're most excited about, I think all of us collectively, spoiler alert, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they don't win a lot of games, but – they're very tantalizing for the future. So 
that's how, you know, I look at Detroit as, as a team that's going in the right direction, but I don't know if it's going to translate to the win column per se. The next one, thing thing, gonna... Harry, one thing, Harry, that I'm very excited about is uh, Armani Buckets when he trolls the Pistons fans and says that there are like seven rookies better than Kate Cunningham. It's like, is Josh Giddy better than Kate Cunningham? <laughs> he looked great today. I, I yeah, I mean, Scotty Barnes. The Pistons should have taken Scotty. Their mistake. It's it's very possible that you will be hearing that from me later on. But for now, I'm going to give Cade the benefit of the doubt as long as he stops uh, avoiding the smoke. You know, he's he didn't want to play today with a little sprained ankle. That's never mind. We're not going to get into concern trolling just yet. But uh, the the next team on our list is the Indiana Pacers. They're at 42 and a half wins on the season. They had rumors today about a Karis Levert, Ben Simmons swap. I don't know what, which one of these rumors to even entertain and believe, but Harry, what do you think about Indiana 42 and a half? Give me the injury. So Karis is hurt again. TJ Warren is still hurt, right? And I believe that's it, but that, those are big. Those ones are two right huge pieces. I mean, I, yeah. I'm going to take the under just because of that. I just don't think that like without that, they have enough. I'm not a huge Chris, Chris Duarte guy, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I understand he's NBA ready. I just don't think he like, moves the needle very much. Um, they picked up Torrey Craig, I think, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. I just think – I honestly, I think they overachieved last year. I like Sabonis a lot. I like Brogdon a lot. I just don't think 42 wins this season. What's the opposite of in- inflation, deflation? I feel like, like last season, wins were inflated in the East. Like a 42-win season was not, is not going to be the same – as a 42 win season well obviously i mean there were less games but like you get my point like i think it's just gonna be harder to come by wins this this time around in the eastern conference you're not you're not just gonna beat the shit out of teams like you know you have your charlottes but you also have like i feel like even the magic are just gonna be a hard you're gonna yeah. win but it's gonna be hard you know and yeah. i just i don't i don't think they're just gonna luck their their way into a lot of you know freebies yes I've gotten in trouble dabbing the Pacers in the past. I remember the 2019-20 season. We did a, a joint podcast, uh, the three of us. Um, and, you know, I had them 10th. You guys had them much higher, and they finished 5th, I believe. I think they played this uh, – no, they played the Heat. They got swept by the Heat in the bubble um, that year, but that's because they were missing guys. And bubble TJ had, had kind of, you know, gotten nicked up by that point. Um, but in the regular season, they were very good. You know, the infrastructure, Sabonis and Brogdon is outstanding, obviously. The information on the injuries, Warren's out indefinitely with a foot. Karis LeVert is doubtful to start the season with the back. Um, those those are key pieces, and you don't want to read too much in the preseason, but they, you know, they, them and the Knicks, it, it just didn't look like they were in the same, you know, weight. weight class. Yeah. yeah, exactly, the same weight class. Um, the Knicks are deeper and it's like you know if i'm gonna you know bump up the hornets for instance and obviously the the pacers killed the hornets so it's pretty ironic but like you know i i just don't like the vibes around this team i think there's going to be trade vultures circulating uh injuries already they're injured every year like if they could get all these players on one accord without domus missing a playoff series without miles turner missing a playoff series without tj warren missing the playoffs and it just seems like they're on that same track again Brogdon, you know, misses 15 games a year. I, I'm taking the other. Yeah, I, I, I think that this is a team that I've always wanted to like in theory, but like you guys said, they're always injured. TJ Warren, this, this injury has been lingering over him for 
I so mean, it's the, the, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary now at this point. And I don't think you can rely on him at all going forward. Um, other than, you know, in a perfect world, he'll be there. But other than that, this team is, to me, a 38-win team. You know, I like Karis LeVert. The, the one guy that stands out to me on their roster, the guy that was picking it up at the end of last season. Can I guess it? Yes, I know you're going to get it right. Is it, is it O'Shea uh, Brissett? No, but that's a good one. That, that's a good one. Wait, can I guess? Yes. Is it Edmund Sumner? No, he just he got, got traded. Oh. He's on the Nets. Oh, he's on the Nets? Yeah. But he's out for the year. Oh. Yeah, it's trade his contract. But it, it's it's Keelan Martin. I mean, he was a solid little piece for them at the end of the season. They need guys if they want. I like what you said, Harry, about the fact that no win for them, for anybody, is going to be a cakewalk this season. Maybe unless you're playing Cleveland. But Orlando looks like they're, a, you know, at least a, chemistry-wise, they look like they're going to compete every night. Cleveland, we'll see. But the East is going to be a juggernaut, and Indiana doesn't have the infrastructure talent-wise to um, get over the injuries that they're dealing with right now. I, I don't think that this is a team that – I think best-case scenario, the way that we're looking at it, they're a playing team. But I think 38 wins right around there sounds about right for the Pacers. The one thing that might bite us in the ass is the Rick Carlisle factor. Unless that, he just pisses off all of his players and they all get pissed. But, I mean, it can't get worse than Bjorken, Bjorken last year. They basically staged a mutiny. So, if you want to make a case for some positive regression, that's your case, having a, a real coach this year. Yes, that's a very, very solid point about Carlisle. We'll see if Goga is more motivated. <laughs> he was about to fist fight their assistant coach last year. So. He was. I remember that <laughs> We'll see. Uh, the next team on our list is the Miami Heat. They, on this list, are at 48 and a half. Uh, Yosef, go ahead with Miami, 48 and a half. I'm going to take the over. Very, very quick over. Hashtag Heat culture. I mean, I think Kyle Lowry is, like, obviously the uh, the Heat hunt whales. They hunt, uh, you know, big fish. Um they got, you know, obviously this wasn't a great free agency class, but, you know, I think Kyle Lowry fits like a glove with, you know, what they're trying to do. And they demolished the Hawks yesterday again preseason, right? You can't play too much into it, but it's just like you look at it, you watch it, and it just makes sense. Like, you know, Kyle Lowry is going to be a perfect fit for the Heat. Now you've got, you know, Kyle, Hero, you know, and Hero looks motivated. He, he looks like he's yeah. look, looking to, you know, put last season behind him. Duncan Robinson has the big contract under his belt. Jimmy Buckets, Bam Adebayo, um, you know, Victor Oladipo as an X Factor saying that he wants to, like, you know, make history for how remarkable his uh, injury comeback is going to be. Like, I just like the vibes around this team, and Miami seems to get the best out of, out of guys like this. We already know there's going to be, like, two or three guys who we don't account for because, they, you know, like the Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson from a few years ago, like, you know, you're telling me Gabe Vincent and Max Truce can't, like, you know, emerge as, like, really real rotation players. They've already demonstrated that, and they're probably guys we, we, we aren't even aware of who, you know, they're incubating and, you know, ready to roll out there and, you know, play 15, 20 minutes for them and be impact guys. So 
I, I think that last year, obviously disappointing, you know, the fashion they lost to the Bucks in the first round. But I think this this season, you know, they, they're going to be right back in the competing in the top four in the East. Harry? This is the only team I wanted to take the under because I just thought Kyle, Jimmy, I, I just felt like oh, it's like they're going to not play some games for a reason, one reason or the other. But I looked at the roster, and I'm, I fucking I love their team, man. I'll take the over, like comfortable over. I, I like every, almost everything they did. I'm going to steal your thunder a little, Armand. I know you're going to bring up Caleb Martin. I, have al- I always liked him in Charlotte. I always liked him in his twin in um, – who do you play for, Nevada? Yeah, Nevada. Dude, that team was sick. I'm a big Caleb Martin guy. I mean, I just think everything that they do is so – focused for their on-brand Miami shit. Like, the P.J. Tucker thing makes perfect sense to me. They are just going to beat the shit out of everybody like they do every single year. But now I feel like with Lowry, they got a little more skill to really punch that home. And I also think Bam is going to make another jump. I I think people were expecting it last year. There was a little bit of whispers of, like, what if Bam adds, like, a three-ball this year, blah, 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 blah. I don't give a shit about the three-ball. But I do think that, like, another year of seasoning, I think Bam is going to show – clearly that he should be in that like first team fucking or maybe not first team but like you know in that all nba center discussion and i you know i don't know i think 40 and a half honestly i think that's kind of low like i think that this team you know if everybody stays healthy <clears throat> i don't see a reason why they couldn't be a regular season juggernaut in the way that like the bucks are with just like pure effort and talent and just end up with like, a lot of like tough guys like badasses that yeah. like like are, are just like junkyard type guy like pj tucker's on this oh. roster we didn't mention markeith morris like even if he's playing 10 15 minutes he's not scared of anybody he's a champion wayne deadman he's you know he's a badass like i love the deadman signing jimmy butler like you know they, they they've got a lot of guys and i think that you know i think Struis in the regular season in the regular season i feel like that carries a lot more equity and a lot more weight because not every team thinks that way or has guys that have that in their DNA to be like, okay, 82 games is a long season. But like with Miami, I feel like the, all those guys that you just mentioned, Yosef, they're night to night guys. They're like in the present Uh moment, they are like, Oh, I'm going to play this possession. Like it's like the last possession I'm going to play in my entire life. And they're just going to do that for the entire season. They're just not going to stop. I think the pace that this team is going to set is going to be relentless. Shouts out to Caleb Martin as an, and his agent, man. Like, they picked a perfect spot for him to, like, you know, if he can't make a splash in Miami, like, you know, he like he's the better shooter than Cody. Um, you know, like, if Miami can't figure out how to make him a decent, you know, ninth or tenth man, like, you know, it's curtains for him anyway. So, and I think he's going to be a good for, fit for this roster, just a guy you can throw on a bunch of different people. And I'm uh, excited about this team. I, I, I guess, you know, the one thing we haven't mentioned is, like, is there any possible regression from Jimmy? But, like, you know, I, I'm willing to say he's got another year in the tank at least, and, you know, he's going to be invigorated by teaming up with Kyle. You know, Duncan got the new contract. Hero's got a chip on his shoulder. I like this team. They're going to they're gonna develop guys, like you guys were saying. They're, the, the thing about the Heat is they're probably the hardest team to do a preseason – uh, review of because you will not know four of the guys that end up being key contributors for them. Buckets, I'm looking at this roster and it's like, you know, on other teams, maybe you could dismiss like someone's 14th or 15th man, but it's like you're telling me Javante Smart might not be a, a player for them. Yeah. DJ Stewart Jr., like, you know, Marcus Garrett, like one yeah. of these guys, 
that we have no idea, you know, we don't really have a, a firm grasp on who they are as an NBA player. Like one of these guys is going to be someone. I'm just telling you. I think that this team is, is firmly in the mix for the number one seed in the East. Yeah, That's I, if they want it, obviously, because they are a veteran team. Um, they don't need it, but if they want it, they're in place for the number one seed, especially with the Kyrie situation looming. The, the most, um, the best news for them had to be last night that hero looked like Tyler in her rookie yeah. year. So if that continues, this it's, it's, uh, I don't remember the rest of it. It, to me, it's like a 53-win team, which I, I know I said one seed, but the East is going to be so clustered together that that might be good enough for the one seed. So Miami definitely is is a team that they're going to walk into gyms and scare the shit out of teams just by walking in there, especially the younger teams. We'll see if that translates to them actually caring, though. But we... we um, you know, it's funny because we mentioned the Oladipo thing, and that's the one factor. If he comes back and he is anything like like even 75% of what he used to be, this team can win it all. Like, they, they really can go all the way. Um, with that being said, we got to talk about the defending champs, the Bucks, who are penciled in at 54 and a half wins. 54 and a half wins. Yosef. 54 and a half for the Bucks. What are we thinking? I think they can go over. I, I think they can. Um, uh, I mean, Harry, Harry kind of uh, highlighted this. He asked who they lost. Um, this is obviously not in the podcast, but in our group chat. Um, and I you know, responded that they lost uh, Bryn Forbes and P.J. Tucker. And, and they've added, you know, guys who can help this team. I mean, they had a seven-man rotation, you know, last year. And it was really like a six and a half. It was a soft seven. Uh, when they, you know, defeated the the Suns. And I just think that the team is better. And I think they've got the confidence of knowing that, you know, because like when, when you're like, oh, can Giannis win the big one? Like all that stuff like that, you know, obviously it doesn't affect what happens on the basketball court, but it's annoying. And some of that self-doubt creeps in and filters in. And it's like, you, you wonder, now they can flush all that stuff away. And they're adding a Grayson Allen to this rotation. They're uh, adding uh, Dante DiVincenzo, um, from injury, um, obviously he got hurt last year in the playoffs. You know, I don't think Rodney Hood has much in the tank, but you know, if he does, I mean, tenth man, like why not? Like George Hill, I don't think he has anything in the tank. You know, based on what he showed with the Sixers last year, but I mean, the year before he was pretty good for the Bucks. So I don't know. I, I, I like this team. I mean, we we could see a, a Jordan Wara breakout. You know, uh, Bobby Portis. You know, back back in action, and I think they're going to be hungry to defend their title and. You know, I think that they, they take into account the fact that everybody's saying the Nets are the shoe. And I think if you're competitive, you're like, wait, what the heck? We, we just, we beat the Nets. You can say injuries, this, that, the other. But, you know, I think this is a prideful group and I think they've gotten better. I think they're going to be 56, 57, maybe 58 win team. Harry? I'm also going to take the over. Spoiler alert. Everything you said is true. I think the roster actually got better. But the reason I'm taking the over is for one reason, one reason only. The Bucks are always a regular season juggernaut. I mean, that was the thing before they won the championship. It was like, oh, like Mike Bunnholz. That's net team. rating. Yeah, the net rating. The fucking Giannis is playing like 25 minutes a game because like they're just up by 30 every single night. 
I just don't see a I don't see a universe where this team is worse than any of those teams that have dominated the Eastern Conference for you know what feels like five years now. I understand last season. I mean, it's not like they took a step back, but the Nets really came on super strong at the end of the season, and obviously Philly was you know Philly was just great all all season last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't see the Bucks going away. They're they're not they're not. They've proven time and time again they're not a fluke, especially in the regular season. They're, they're going to run their stuff, and teams are not equipped to do to to defend what they do, um, you know, in the regular season. You can do it in a playoff setting where the intensity is higher, guys are closing out harder, etc. But um, you know, no, you just, you don't want to stand in front of Giannis and take charges for forty eight minutes. That's just not a good time. I'm going to go, I'm going to go under just because, okay. So last year I actually was about to mention exactly what you said, Harry, about the Budenholzer regular season juggernaut, but they won 46 games last year. And it seemed like their whole philosophy was maybe we should save some ammo for the postseason, And I think we're going to be seeing that even heightened, especially mm-hmm. with Giannis and Middleton. I think we're going to have a lot of nights of the starting lineup being like George Hill, DiVincenzo, Rodney Hood, Tanasis and Bobby Portis. I think we're going to be seeing that quite often. And I think that they're going to win like 53 games. They're going to be great, but I don't think they, I don't think they care about the regular season. They want a game seven on the road. They don't need to, they, they know that they don't need home home court advantage anymore. They're a defending champion that I feel like is going to have a lot of swag about them. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't just blow teams out of the water and win 60 games. They they have the talent to do so. I just don't think they will need to prove anything anymore. But, you know, they're an amazing team and a well-deserved champion. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them. We got to get on to the most exciting team, the New York Knicks at 42 and a half. Speaking of Bobby Portis. Speaking of Bobby Portis and speaking of disrespectful, this is just, I mean, do we even have to, I mean, we're, we all know where we're all going with this 42 and a half is just straight disrespect. Harry, can you just give the odds makers a little F you from the three of us? First of all, happy birthday to Derek Rose, man. Honestly, one of, one of my role models in life, like one, honestly an inspiration, like it was his birthday yesterday. I think that this team has built on the energy that they had last season. And I was skeptical if it was going to translate from, you know, last season to this season, I, I felt a little bit, I was a little bit anxious about, you know, that Pat Riley disease of more, even though they had, they didn't win anything last year. I thought maybe some of the guys were going to, going to think, Hey, I got these opportunities last year. I'm expecting a bigger slice of the pie now, but I don't get that vibe from this team. I just think everybody's everybody on this team is in the same stage of their life. You know what I mean? They're all kind of in the same age range, except, you know, you got some vets here and there. You got Todd, blah, blah, blah. By the way, Todd shot some threes today. What? But anyways, like, you know, you have a lot of guys that are, I think are in the same stage of their life and they're all looking for the same thing, which is to be with a group of guys they enjoy going to work with and just giving everything they have on the basketball court and enjoying their lives off of the court. And I think when you have everybody who's on the same page like that, it translates to team chemistry. You know what I mean? And not only that, I think that, that there is a good complement of talent here. I, I like our rookies, you know, Deuce and um, Quentin Grimes. 
I like uh, I like the vets. I mentioned Derrick Rose, you know, and and I think that like the internal improvement is going to be significant. I see a jump from RJ Barrett. I think Mitchell Robinson is going to dominate on certain nights and on other nights he's going to look wildly out of shape and like he needs to lose like like I don't know five pounds of water weight. Um, but you know overall I just think that this team everybody's on the same page. I feel a connectedness and I feel an energy about them that I think is going to uh, just really you're going to see a wave the entire season and fucking just get your get your boogie board out man it's time to party. Bang the over. <laughs> Joseph. This is a clear under to me. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm taking the over too. The depth is crazy. I think we're going to see leaps from RJ. I think Julius is going to sustain it. I mean, the shooting is real. He's just a shooter right now. It is he, he, he's, he's got so much in his bag. Um, Kemba and Fournier, you know, I think. Kemba! Those, you know, Kemba back in New York. Those are additions that are going to invigorate this team. Um, and, and provide some scoring, some some playmaking that they didn't really have last year that they struggled for. I think that Obi Toppin wasn't an NBA player for the first half of last year, and I think you know this year he's going to be a fan favorite. Um, yes, you know, sloppy toppy dog. Let's go, dude. Um, quickly, you know, I, I think that you know he, he he's you know going to continue to improve with you know his floater game, his extensive floater package. Um, you know, and he's going to be able to get those off with how. Hard Mitchell Robinson's going to roll to the rim. You know he wasn't really healthy last year, but you know, I, I, I'm just you know I'm I'm all in on this team, and I'm in on the identity that Tibbs has forged for this team. This team is deep. This team is mean, and they've got a chip on their shoulder. After the Hawks embarrassed them in five, they're coming out for uh, they're coming out to take no prisoners. They are a serious, serious team. I think that this is going to be one of the teams that's uh, the best home court advantage teams. I think that that's going to come into play. I think that Evan Fournier is an underrated, irrational confidence guy. And the New York City as a whole is an irrational confidence city. So it's, it's, a, it's actually might be a match made in heaven. And the other thing is that Julius Randle had a bad five games. And people will act like he wasn't a top 10 player in the regular season last year, which he was clearly one of the best players in all of basketball last year. This is a 48 to 50 win team, and that might be being generous. I mean, this team has swag. They have upside. They have guys that you can develop. They have vets. They have a good coach. They have the whole city is behind them. If they don't, if they go under, I, I mean, something catastrophic had to have happened. Knock on wood that it doesn't, but this is a team that should be banging the over pretty heavily. Can I say something before we move on? Yes. I just want to thank Leon Rose because, you know, honestly, like, we were – I was in a bad place. I was in a bad place for a very, very long time. And he came in here, and I was skeptical. I was. I was like, I don't – like, okay, this fucking CAA guy, whatever. I thought he was going to, like, just rip the team – just gut the team to get, like, Devin Booker or Carl Anthony Towns, which, like, I'm not that down with, honestly. Like, I'd be kind of excited. But this is way better. This is better than if we got Kyrie and KD than when we were supposed to. Because to me, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be straight honest with you. I would rather watch this team than a team that with Kyrie and Kevin Durant that is expected to contend every year. And let's be honest, it's hard to win a championship in the NBA. And, you know, just be disappointed every single, you know. I love this team. 
This team is this pure team joy. Is pure. Um, the um, next team on our list is the Orlando Magic, and that's just honestly one of the worst uh, um, segues we could have had because we we do love the Knicks, and as much as we love the Knicks, the Magic. I mean, we're we're basketball junkies, so we love them. But Vegas doesn't love them at twenty two and a half wins. This is projected to be by Vegas the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Yosef, 22-and-a-half for the Magic. What are we thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even high on the Magic, and I've got to take the over. That line is so disrespectful. Wow. I mean, how do you you see them getting wins? I mean, I think that Jalen Suggs – He looked terrible. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) He had that half-court shot, but he was, so, he was awful. You're, you're right. Yeah, Franz Wagner's uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm – you know what? I'm, I'm going to change. I'm going to go under. <laughs> this they might say, be the worst uh, in the NBA. I mean, like, Wendell Carter Jr., like, well, yeah, what, what's the path? I mean, it's exciting to see Isaac get back on the court, but this is a team in transition. This is a – yeah, I don't like this team at all. <laughs> the the good news is if we're judging them off the preseason game, like you said, Jonathan Isaac, Chumo, Kiki, Markel Fultz are still there's still some path to maybe some upside, but yeah, that this team is rough. I'm gonna go under as well. They um I forgot that Michael Carter Williams is on this team. They have such a this is one of the we're gonna look back maybe how we look back on those Bobcats teams and just are like, wow, that team was a what an assortment of characters. You got Robin Lopez, Marco Wagner, yeah, Markel Foltz, Obama, uh, Brisdakis, Ignis Brisdakis. Iggy. Once a Nick, always a Nick. He he shot uh they they gave him the ball for the game winner yesterday and he he clanked it. So uh Harry, what about you? How do you how do you feel about these magic? I should say once a Westchester Nick, always a Westchester. <laughs> but anyway, dude, um I honestly like I think they're gonna compete. I just think they're they're terrible. They just don't have the, yeah. I don't know. They don't have the 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 complementary skills that an NBA it, team should have. I will take the under. It does look like they like each other. It does look like they are going to, like you said, compete. Um, RJ Hampton is an intriguing prospect to watch, but this team is going to be about um, development, development, development. They they're going with the long developmental route rather than trying to compete in this Eastern Conference. So we're all three on the – I think the big thing is, is like, what what is Jonathan Isaac? I mean, his third year, he looked like he was on an upward trajectory, and then he got hurt, and then he tried to come back in the bubble, and then he tore his ACL. And so, like, we really saw that one season. I mean, he was injured most of his rookie year. Um, like, can, can this guy be, like, a first-team all-defense type player? You know, what, what does his offense look like? Um, you know, can he can he stay out there on the court – um, I don't think Cole Anthony is very good. Um, Wendell, I think, is just a guy. Uh, Markel Fultz, like, I, I root for him. I hope for him to do well. I don't have a lot of optimism. Guys, I've got to go after after the Magic. I'll, I'll talk to you some other time. Yeah. The reason why Yosef is, is saying that is because the next team on the list is – No, actually, I've got to go. Like, I, I, can't, I can't do this. <laughs> um. The net well, the thing is that the Sixers 
this is this is from two weeks ago. So this is maybe before the Simmons. I mean, we all knew about it, but they're they're at fifty one and a half on this list. And I what what do we? I mean, Yosef, fifty one and a half. Yeah, or, I'm taking the under. <laughs> um, You've noticed I've gone over on a lot of teams. Like, why is he going over on the Hornets? Because they're going to get all those wins from the Sixers. That's the thing. Like, the Sixers, like, are, are going to underperform their over-under. And if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, then I reverse jinx them successfully. But um, either way, like, I just don't have a lot of optimism. I think that Danny Green is toast. I think Tobias Harris kind of got exposed in that second round. I think Joel Embiid, like, how can you be as motivated knowing that you don't even know if you're going to be able to compete for a championship because you've got – $35 million just not playing like you know obviously you're constructing a roster that 35 million or 40 whatever he's at right now Ben Simmons um that loser I'm sorry uh, <laughs> the only thing I'm excited about is to see how Tyrese Maxey levels up his second year you know b-ball Paul you know if he you know how, how the backup center minutes you know I'd prefer him to play over Andre Drummond but I think Andre is going to play um yeah I don't like this team at all Harry um, there's some real wing theory potential here. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. I've been, privately, I think that uh, this team could be very motivated to show, uh, show all the doubters wrong. And if there's one thing Doc Rivers is good at, there's things. Doc Rivers, he's allegedly great at ATOs. And second, it's motivating. He's like a, he's like a nobody believes in his coach. That's like you missed one defense. thing, Harry. You missed one thing that he's good at. He's good at uh, losing when he's uh, up 3-1 in the playoffs. Elite. The track record is unprecedented. Give me, give me, give me the under. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be serious. Give me the under. This is a team that um, has potential to give me the under first of all, but they have potential. Joseph and I discussed this earlier to be a team that looks at their team a third of the way in and says, "Wow, we got a tank." I mean, this is going nowhere. Now, if we get C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons, something like that, I'll be back in to an extent. But it's like, you know, we're not going to be able to guard anybody, any, anybody's, you know, point guard or anything like that. Pause. Um, if, we, if, you, if we tank, that means we're trading Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is not no, going to tank. No, no, no. No, you, no, you trade Seth Curry. You trade – oh, God. Um, if you, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if Drummond. if, if – if a team, if Daryl Morey was to do that, Joel Embiid is going to demand a trade. He's not going to tank a season of his prime. You understand this man is an MVP candidate. He's not tanking. This it's is, not going to happen. This season, or, yeah, this season reminds me of what, the bubble Sixers that got swept by the Celtics. Like, I think that's an outcome. Oh, no. Blooming inevitably. <laughs> the Josh Richardson year, the Al Horford. Like, I think we're in for another, like, underwhelming disaster seven seed, you know, playing tournament you know and we waste another year of the the champion who should be Joel Embiid's prime you know I want nothing more from that guy to win a title he's he's the man but awesome just don't have a lot of optimism with this roster the, the good news is you know what I I was gonna there's no me. good news let's just move on to the next <laughs> I was there's gonna no say good news. we got Shaq Harrison but yes, never mind. there's no good news once a bull so after getting all sad and mopey about the Sixers. We have who I think is going to be, I'm going to officially say that this is um, the league pass team of the year, the Toronto Raptors at 36 and a half. 
spoiler alert, I'm going over, but I want to hear what you guys think of Toronto. Yosef, what do you have with the Raptors? What did you, you said 46 or 36? 36, 36. Oh, that's an over. Yeah, that's an over. This team is fun. They're switchable. First team all fun. Like, this is where basketball is going, man. This is pure joy. This is pure Scotty Barnes. You know, they were, they were teasing the, you know, they were doing the Pascal Siakam thing at center uh, last year with, with forwards around him, you know, big switchable forwards, and they, they've doubled down. They got uh, Delano Banton, you know, the hometown kid from, from Canada, you know, he went to Nebraska. He, he's, you know, got, he's basically like a Scotty Barnes, like a skinnier Scotty Barnes clone, just ball handling, passing, you know, the guards cut, you know, the, the, they're, they're tough. I mean, you got Fred Van Vliet, you know, OG Ananobi is a tank. Like, I, I, I like this team. I, I wonder against the good teams how they're going to score, but this is going to be a fun team. They're going to be a joyful team. They're going to compete on defense. Um I like the team a lot. I think Dragic, you know, for as long as he's there, he's, he's going to buy in and, you know, participate. You know, Malachi Flynn off the bench, you know, he showed some things last year. Um, I, I, I like the team a lot. And, you know, obviously Scotty Barnes is going to be fun to watch. Harry? I'll take the over as well. I think they're going to be a 500 team. Um, I think the line, is, the line is low. I don't think they're going to be as great as I feel like you guys think, but I think they're going to be super fun. I like, yeah, I, I like, I like all the guys that nobody knows on this team. You know, like I like the, um, the Freddie Gillespie's. I yeah. like and, you know what I mean? I even like, I feel bad for Yuta that he got embarrassed by uh, Anthony Edwards and dunk of the century. But I actually, you know, when he's out there, I like his minutes sometimes, you know, from time to time. Svi, I was always a Svi guy when he was in a, uh, when he was in Detroit, I should have got a little more shine. Um, yeah, you know, Chris Boucher, Malachi Flynn. This team has a lot of, like, 7 through 10 guys that I just really enjoy. Um, and I think, yeah, they're, they're – they're, to me, they bottom out as near 500 teams. So, I, th- I think the line is low. I'll, I'll take the over. I love this team. I think that this – if the Bulls don't um, pique my interest, this is going to be the team that I adopt this season. Because this team, first of all – being away from Toronto, now they're back home. The mm. whole home crowd is going to be into it. Like you guys mentioned, Scotty Barnes is electric. They hey, have so many guys that a casual fan is going to be like, wait, that guy's like good? They're going to be like, probably you're going to have like eight guys score 12 points in a game and it's just going to be that every night there I don't think they're going to have a leading score that is consistent from night in to night out but they have scoring Van Vliet Gary Trent Jr. OG Pascal they have talent Goron um this team is just looking at the roster it it doesn't make logical sense to me but watching them play against Philly one preseason game small sample size they look like a team that's going to be playing with absolute like a college team playing with absolute fire every night everybody on this roster has a chip on their shoulder from top to bottom I, I'm looking at the roster right now they all have that same identity and swag and I really cannot wait to watch these Raptors I think they're like a 42 win team even also, down to Sam Decker I think Sam Decker's gonna yeah. have a I'm just kidding <laughs> but also I mean we know they have a coaching staff that is like exactly yes extremely advanced right like this is these are guys that are like constantly constantly on the you know cutting edge like every single season 
you know, highlighted when they won the chip and there was all that stuff about like what they were doing with G League scouting that I think a lot of teams have caught up on now. But that mindset of trying to innovate, that doesn't go away just because other teams are catching up to your old practices. You're, you know, I think these guys are trying to innovate every single season. I think, I think we're going to see that this year. I agree. And to be clear, Harry, I, I'm not like Buckets thinks this team's going to win 55 games. I'm closer to you, like, you know, 40, 41, 42. Yeah. Like, you know, that was a joke, Buckets. I know you don't think they're going to win 55. I mean, Yuta was a great, you know, like they've got like five Yudas. That's the funny thing about it. Like these long arm, like defensive pieces, like who, you know, can give you good minutes. Um, I like I like this team a lot, you know, Gary Trent, OG. I mean, Preston Chichua, they, 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 yeah. you know, I'm not going to say stole him from Miami, but it's like this guy had a lot of promise. Good, and, yeah. You know, he, 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 he flashed it. Like, remember, guys, this was the worst center rotation until they traded for uh, Ken Burch at the deadline. And now they've got Ken Burch is a perfect Raptor. <laughs> perfect Raptor. And he's from, and he's from Canada. Um, Ken Burch, Chris Boucher, um, like I said, Preston Chichua, like, you know, the, Pascal Siakam at the small ball five, like, you know, your boy Freddie Gillespie, they, they've got, they've got a lot more options at that spot. Obviously losing Kyle is, is big, but I mean, between Dragic and Malachi Flynn taking a step and, and obviously Fred Van Vliet, there's going to be a pretty competitive fun team. It's so weird that neither Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan are on the Raptors. It's so weird to me. That's so strange. It, it really is. Um, it's going to be strange if they end up moving Siakam because you know what this this might end up being Scotty Barnes's team sooner rather I don't think they're going to but he's been rumored in trade rumors for really how old is Siakam he's like he's young right he's 27 not that young Yosef you brought up 55 when uh that was a joke it was it was a joke but the thing is that Bradley Beal the last team on our list the Wizards He's talking as if the Wizards are going to win 55 games this season, and their over-under is 34-and-a-half. And the Wiz are one of the more polarizing teams. Um, you know, the funny thing is I was mentioning to – I don't remember who I said this to, but I said I like to go into these over-unders without looking at the over-under, so I kind of just, like, react how I would normally, like, just on the fly. And I really thought um, I was going to be in on the Wizards. But go ahead, Yos. What do you think about the Wizards? 34-and-a-half. Yeah, they're a very mad team to me. I like Bradley Beal. I think he's a very good player. I, I just don't see how this – I mean, obviously, they had a great run at the end of last year. Um, you know, after a very slow start, they were able to make the play-in game. They were able to get the eighth seed. They, you know, took a game off of the Sixers. Um, but I, I, I just don't – like, with all of Westbrook's flaws, I, I do think he was somewhat important to that team in the regular season. And I just think, you know – Beal, Dinwiddie, like KCP, you know, they've got some young wings. I mean, Denny Avdia, like we'll see what he can do, but is he even going to play? They've got, you know, this, you know, Corey Kispert started today. Kuz, you know, they've got a but like Hachimura. Like I, I think that they're like a, I'm taking the over, but I'm like very lukewarm on this team. I, I think this is a play-in team at best. Harry. I'm going to take the under, and I'll do you one better. I think, I think Brad Beal is low-key a empty calories guy. Wow. I can see it, honestly. I mean, it, it sounds blasphemous, but, like, would you when ever – When has he ever, you... like, shown the ability to carry, a, like, a franchise? Like, not to be all, like, first take here, but I, I just haven't – like, I've seen more 
success from those uh uh from like from like those teams where it was like it was clearly John Wall's team than with these Brad Beal teams. And you can say whatever you want about the skill difference, but what I will say about Bradley Beal is that on those John Wall teams, like he would perform in the playoffs. Like he's a guy, yeah. you can on, but I think that he needs, you know, like if he could be the secondary star to like a <laughs> Joel Embiid, um, that would be ideal. Um, but, you know, it, I, I think you hit on it with this empty calories thing. I see a lot of empty calories like Spencer did Moody, Kyle Kuzma, Rui Hachimura. This is the empty calories team right here. Yeah. And like not not much of a defensive identity. They've got the, like can they just trade Davis Bertans and get John Wall back? Like this is one of the worst <laughs> contracts in the league. Like aggregate salaries, whatever you have to do. Like that guy is a train wreck. Like Denny Avdia, we have no idea like if you can score against buckets in an isolation. Like <laughs> um, I don't know, know, dude. Armand's defense is pretty lackadaisical. <laughs> yeah, and so so is Avdia's offense. Like. <laughs> That's, that's – I don't know, man. I'm very lukewarm on this team. I'm uh, I'm taking I'm, I'm the over. But that's because I'm taking the over. But, like, you know, again, like, when I'm taking some of these overs, it's like 36, like, you know, two two wins above. Like, I, I think they've got talent, but it's just, like, I, I don't have high high optimism for this team. I'm, I'm, I'm less than lukewarm. I'm taking the under uh, because of what we talked about earlier, which is that I think – I just think the East, you're just not going to get to 30-plus wins – super easily i mean you're going to have to play good basketball and i don't yeah. think that this wizards team is capable of doing that for like a 10 game stretch like I, I don't see a lot of like 10 game stretches where they just go six and four i just don't i don't see that happening like maybe maybe it happened once during the season but like how often are they, are they going to string together good nights and like to me that's the key to having a good regular season is like can you have like a good 15 game 20 game stretch you know you're going into a uh, you know you're going to like a six seven game homestand can you can you just keep it together? Everybody's connected. Blah blah blah. You know, you know, a big road trip. You know, can you guys like focus and shit? Like, are your young guys there mentally? I just don't see that happening with this Wizards team at all. Like, I'll comfortably take the under. I think that they're a team that will start out fine, decently, because you know, on paper, Dinwiddie, Beal, KCP maybe Kuzma, Gafford, whatever it is. It's not horrible. Um, but if Bradley Beal sprains an ankle or does something where he has to miss a couple weeks, that team to me is is worse than Cleveland and Orlando and Detroit. And I, I don't think that that team is good at all. And they have um, something that we can't we – don't, we don't know about with the new coach, Wes Unsell Jr. We don't know – how he's going to be as a new coach, but this team is, is horrible. They're horrible. I, I was, I was actually serious when I was hyping them up to you, Yos. I really wanted to be in and I look at this depth chart and I just want to throw up. I, I want to throw up. This team is, is shit. They're shit. And if they win over 34 and a half, I'm going to root for them. First of all, I'm going to root for them because they have a lot of guys that I root for Denny Kuz. KCP, Raul, Oh yeah, I I want to see I want to see Kuz and KCP go crazy this year. Oh my gosh, we forgot a huge thing. Thomas Bryant's coming back. Thomas Bryant is coming back. We did forget that they at the start of the season they look like a decent team, but you know as the season goes along, we have injuries come into play every year. 
I don't think that this is a team that can sustain injuries, especially one to Bradley Beal, even to Dinwiddie. They might not be able to sustain. And like you said, Yos, I think Westbrook was very underrated at keeping them afloat, at least in the regular season. Um, this is an under to me. We Dude, gotta, they're going to be like 5-11 and 11 yeah, <laughs> the I first mean, part of the season. Yeah, I feel so bad, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my over. I'm gonna you know they've they've got spark plug guys who can get hot and they'll they'll keep them competitive offensively. And uh, Brad's gonna average another another thirty, and we're gonna get a we're gonna get a Rui Hachimura breakout. I'm gonna speak it into existence, boys. I hope so. Before we get out of here, let's get a quick uh, Eastern Conference champion from the both of you. Let's let's uh, let's assume you know the Kyrie situation is what it is. Harry, who do you think is going to win the East? Hmm. Okay, I mean chalk. I'm not going to go chalk. I'll just say it right now. Even even if that's sort of low key, what I believe that I I think the Nets are amazing, and I think the Bucks are great, and I think Miami's great. I'm going to go with the Celtics though. I just think that wow. like I, I I really think that there, there there's a huge culture change that's going to happen this season that I don't think people are prepared for. Ime Udoka, I think people are really behind him. He's very handsome. That's a big key in the locker room, being a very GQ, you know, just steady presence. I think there's a good chance. I've been saying this for years, but I think there's a good chance that this is the year that Jason Tatum firmly fucking jams his foot in the door of, like, guys, I, I, I could actually be the best player in this conference, like, you know, um, barring Kevin Durant, right? Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, in that all-NBA discussion, I think he looks stronger, more athletic, more confident. I think Jalen, same thing. I, I just, I, I feel like this could be the year that everything kind of falls into place, especially with this, uh, with the change of, uh, of like internal scenery with Brad Stevens stepping up to the, uh, as president of basketball operations and, you know, everybody in the, in the locker room, just kind of getting like a fresh breath of air with the new guys, Al's back. I just, I feel like the culture is there. Yos. Yeah, guys, I'm not going to let the take regulators sil- silence me. I'm going Chicago. I like what oh! I- <laughs> That was a joke. That was a joke. No! Oh, no, I'm so I'm going to be boring. I'm going nuts. Even, even if Kyrie doesn't play a single game, James Harden, Kevin Durant, they're good enough to get it done. They've got the supporting pieces. We're going Brooklyn. Um, what's, what's their slogan? We go hard. Hashtag we go hard. That's from the ball nets. You know what? Harden has said he's as healthy as he's ever been. Scary season. Scary hours, Buckets. Yeah, I'm going to go Nets, too. I I didn't want to go Chalk, but Harden and KD, that's still two of the top ten players in the league. If if one of them gets hurt, my backup pick was going to be Miami, for the record. But um, I still think that Harden and KD are that good to get it done by themselves, even without Kyrie. But – that's interesting. Harry Leo goes with the Boston Celtics. He's officially a Bostonian. Dude, uh, speaking of Boston, go to Flavor Boom after those uh, those games at the TD Garden. Make sure you get some uh, some good food out there. Um, That's right. Flavor Boom in Boston. That is Harry Leo's uh, flagship restaurant. Yes, Harry. Technically, we're in Watertown, but thank you guys. This is a great plug. Of course. Let's uh, let's get. Uh, I didn't even know that was your restaurant. I just like the food, but congrats, <laughs> that's pretty cool. You guys, Water is there any flavor? Flavor boom. Flavor boom. Is there anything else before we get out of here that we want to touch on? I really wish you had a soundboard so I could play the round ball rock music as we're like sounding out. 
I love that. All right. If you made it this far, we love you. Thank you guys as always for listening. Until next time, we are out of here. Thanks for listening, Tommy.